Japanese mafia and the country's population forecast have in common? Well, they're both shrinking and ageing at an astonishing rate. In the last figures out this week, births in Japan plunged to a new record low last year, dropping to fewer than 800,000. Meanwhile, Japan's population of more than 125 million is expected to fall by 86.7 million by 2060. To talk us through all these figures, I'm joined by Drive reporter, producer Eleni Soltis. Eleni, Eleni, talk to me about the Yakuza first, the Japanese mafia. What's going on here? Tattoos are going out of style? <laughs> They're still in vogue, but um, good luck finding a tattoo artist. Uh, for a while there, they were illegal. But their membership is falling, or should I say uh, plummeting. Uh, during the boom years, that was uh, during the 1990s when Japan had that economic bubble burst, a, a lot of people understandably, owed money. And uh, unfortunately, to uh, uh, some dodgy lenders, including the Yakuza. And during that time, they had a membership of around 80,000, but that's dropped down to 10,000. And this is how Tokyo-based former crime reporter Jake Adelstein puts it. The last decade has been very hard on them. The average age of Yakuza is now 50, and I'm 53, going to be 54 next year. So I'm beginning to feel like I'm aging and fading out with these guys, um, which is interesting. <laughs> and Scott North, who is a sociologist at Osaka University, he says beyond the Yakuza, the population decline is really affecting all facets of life. The prison population is aging to the point where a lot of Japanese prisons look like old folks' homes or uh, con- convalescent hospitals. That's one uh, manifestation of it. Older people don't purchase as many things. They don't need as much. Uh, That's also hitting consumption. If you're in my line of work, you'll notice uh, a lot of professors who are forced to retire at mandatory retirement age of 65 coming back to staff um, various positions in the bureaucracy. Um, That's exactly what I am doing right now. And just the general pace of society seems to slow. The, you know, the tastes of television viewers are still those of people who uh, you know, were uh, you know, in their prime 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so that's having uh, an effect on culture. Um, young people are perhaps not able to thrive the way they otherwise might because there are so many of their elders around. The the average age of the Yakuza is just one vision of how this is playing out in the society, but there are many more. Now, Andy, regional Japan is where the decline is really, really happening. Shizuka Wakashita is a wine and sake specialist in Tokyo. She says you don't have to go very far outside the capital to notice there aren't, well, many children around. I'm originally from uh, Chiba, which is next to Tokyo, but in a very, very rural area. And I go back to visit my parents a few times a year. I was there uh, over the New Year's, uh, uh, New Year's holiday, and I see fewer kids. I see uh, like empty houses and things are uh, very different uh, from uh, Tokyo. So, Eleni, the fertility rate for Japan, I think now sits at 1.4 births per woman. So what are the women saying about this population decline? What's the reason here? Yeah, uh, well, Shizuka Wakashita, she's also a mother of two young boys. So bucking the national trend there, Andy, one for the mother, one for the father, not a third for the nation, though. She says, well, she understands full well that, well, she's in the minority here. Having two kids and if you want to have a successful career, then it's very challenging 
You're expected to work long hours. Uh, uh, just, just for a Western listener, how long? What are long hours in Japan? When I was working as a consultant or marketing researcher, I was working past midnight. It wasn't uh, unusual. Uh, but a lot of people work until like 8, 9 p.m. A lot of my friends used to work, uh, have dinner in the office and then go back. But then I think the pandemic changed a lot of things. Uh, a lot of people now work from home and it's, yeah, I think it's changed a lot. And how many hours would you be doing now as a working mother? Um, I Because I work from home and I, I try to work from nine to five and take care of my family, like cook dinner and take care of my kids and then finish by like nine, ten, and then I I work a little bit after the, uh, the kids go to bed. Is that till midnight? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so old habits die hard. Uh, yes. <laughs> why, why do you think women are having fewer babies in Japan? Um, I think there are so many reasons. Uh, if you want to have a career, uh, a successful career, and if you want to uh, get married and have kids. I think you want to mar- get married rather late because you want to, you know, uh, work a lot until um, until you establish your position. So then, by the time you're ready to get married, like it's difficult to find a good partner. That happened to a lot of my friends from high school, actually. And the long hours are also affecting the men. This is not a problem exclusive to women. It's also uh, re- increasingly uh, so. Full-time regular employment is hard to find in Japan. So job security has also become an issue, Andy. And according to the Yomiuri Shimbun, that's the national paper, uh, this week it says non-regular workers account for about 20% of all male workers and half of all female workers. That's one issue. Also not to mention the cost of living is going up, just like here, uh, Japan's core consumer inflation hit a 41-year high of 4% in December, double the Bank of Japan's target. Uh, so households should also be expecting price hikes in the coming months. So how's Japan going to tackle some of these challenges in a way that perhaps we might learn here in Australia? They're sort of the bleeding edge here, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. The canary in the mine, so to speak. Uh, and, and an interesting one, uh, because as you mentioned, Japan is not uh, the only one experiencing this population decline, but I suppose what it makes it what makes it a cut above the rest is the fact uh, that it has such a, um, a dramatic rate of decline, and that and that's the unique challenge to Japan here. Uh, the Prime Minister Fumio Kishida saying this week, "quote Our nation is on the cusp of whether it can maintain its societal functions." Uh, right now, Andy, a third of the population is over the age of 65, but by 2050, it will be 40%. So not only uh, you have a really low birth rate, but an ageing population, and that will create a, a care deficit. So who will care for these people? And Scott North says Japan's solutions so far haven't really been helpful. But the, the government's plan right now seems to be to throw money at it. And the evidence is that that probably won't work very well. Japan's actually increased the amount of money that it spends uh, as a percentage of GDP on children. But that hasn't led to increases in the birth rate. Uh, Much of what the prime minister seems to want to do now is designed to um, help him win an election in April. And I think he may be appealing 
to younger families. He's going to try to support their child-rearing efforts in hopes that he can get their votes. Including offering to pay families to move out of Tokyo in an effort to revitalise countryside towns, right? Well, yeah, that was, that was a news headline. I don't know how serious that really is. But indeed, some rural areas are paying people to come if they're willing to stay for at least five years. So, so beyond these measures, what is Japan's long-term program to tackle this? That's a very difficult question to answer. There, I think there are two ways they could go. One is to try to soldier on uh, with the population they have, figure out a way to restructure society so that it can still operate with a smaller number of people. That's the option they seem to be choosing implicitly. The other option would be immigration, which is what helps America keep its birth rate above replacement level. But there is no real enthusiasm for immigration, and and indeed there's quite a bit of opposition to loosening immigration in Japan. What report card would you give Japan's immigration program? Oh, it's quite, it would, you know, a D... (laughs) A D for don't think about it. A D for don't think about it. Sociologist at Osak University, Scott North there, and our reporter, Eleni Soltis, here on RN Drive. And speaking of Japan, Japanese surf culture exploded onto the world scene at the Tokyo Olympics. And now a new surf documentary explores the subculture, featuring featuring Australian Japanese pro surfer Connor O'Leary. He'll be my guest in 15 minutes. You're with Andy Park. This is RN Drive. It's 26 minutes past four. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.